Welcome to the next segment of Ishei HaTanach, Tanach Personalities. We're going to talk about someone in this week's parasha, parasha of Yeshev, Tamar. Tamar, the Tamar who is the daughter of Yehuda, there's another Tamar later on in, uh, in Tanach, the daughter of David, that's not a different Tamar. But this is Tamar, the daughter-in-law of Yehuda, who he married, quite a story there. Uh, the story of Yehuda and Tamar is one of the most difficult stories to understand in Tanakh, together with um, a few other stories that have something very much in common. What these stories have in common is that they all were bringing about Mashiach. You have the story of Yehuda, David and Malach's family, and eventually the Mashiach. You have the story of Yehuda and Tamar, where uh, Yehuda had a son named Er, who married Tamar, and she was very beautiful, and he didn't want her to have any children. He died, and then the next son, Onain, married Tamar, and he also died. Yehuda did not want to give his next son, Shela, to her, because he was afraid she would also die. Tamar knew that from her was supposed to come the royal family, from Yehuda, Yehuda, the union of Yehuda and Tamar's and Yehuda's family and Tamar would come out the royal family. He saw Baruch Hakodesh, the family of David and Melech, which will eventually bring the uh, the the Melech Mashiach. It's supposed to come from her and from Yehuda's family. It did not come through Er Onain, and it wasn't coming through Shelah. So she decided to go after Yehuda himself. This is a din of Yibum, of the, uh, if the husband dies, that the next relative should marry the widow. A little different kind of Yibum before Matan Torah, not exactly the same kind of Yibum that we have in the Torah. But she decided to go to try to be with Yehuda. She disguised herself, and the Midrashim talk about how Yehuda uh, wanted to pass her by, but Hashem sent the Malach of Taiva, of desire, and said, Yehuda, where are you going? The Midrashim says, from where shall kings and great men arise? So he detoured to her by the road. He turned to her. He asked her if she's um, fit, if she's a, a, a non-Jew. She said, I'm a Gioris. And she married. She said, no, I'm unmarried. Maybe your father accepts a condition. She said, no, I'm, I'm a Soma. I'm a uh, orphan. And finally, are you, are you Tommy? Are you a Nida? And she said, no, I am Tahar. I'm clean. So it seems clear that Hashem wanted this to happen. And Yehuda almost was taken away, his Bechira, you could say, that his free choice was taken away. He was pushed into um, being with Tamar. And we know from the, uh, the biggest vaya, from all this biggest proof that, that everything is okay, is that from Yehuda and Tamar came the twins, Peretz and Sarach. Those twins were the ancestors of David Melech and the royal family. So, as I said, this was a very um, difficult story to understand exactly what was going on. And one more point also, um, Tamar, who was the daughter of Shame, by the way, daughter of Shame, son of Noah, Rashi says, different Rashi's parsha, says that Tamar, the story of Tamar, and the story of Eshes Partifa, the wife of Tifa, are next to each other, to tell you, just like this one of the Shem Shemaim, that Tamar was, did her act for the sake of Shemaim, like heaven. Also, Tamar, as well, Eshes Partifa, the wife of Partifa, and Tamar both will shame Shemaim, which is very interesting also to give a little bit of a praise to the wife of Potiphar, who seems so uh, evil and bad. But she somehow saw in the stars that from her she will have children, she, the wife of Potiphar, have children from 
um, Yosef and didn't know if it's Mahar from her daughter. And that's why she went after Yosef to try to get Yosef to marry her. Um, but she was uh, just slightly mistaken. Meanwhile, back to Tamar. Tamar did everything she did Hashem Shemayim. She disguised herself to meet up with Yehuda. And in the end, um, from her came David Melech. So one more time, I said at the beginning, this is a difficult story to understand. Why would Hashem want to bring about David Melech, Mashiach, everything, all from uh, a story which is not, doesn't look so kosher, should I say? Um, but that's not the only example. Look at Lot and his daughters, right? Lot and his daughters, they thought the world was destroyed. His daughters got him drunk and were together with him. And from that came Ammon and Moab. From that came uh, Rus, the, uh, the, the, the one who married, um, uh, the one who, who converted. And from her came, she married Boaz. And from there came David Melech. Uh, even from Ammon comes Nama, the one who married uh, Shlomo. Again, Lord and the Torah is a difficult story to understand, but great things came out of it. David and Bathsheba, another... Oh, sorry, I skipped one. Rus and Boaz. Rus comes back as a convert. Naomi says to her, I want you to go meet up with Boaz in the middle of the night. Go to his uh, granary and go over to him and you should... Um, um, uh, ask him to marry you. They could have done that, uh, you know, during the daytime, a little neater. How, how, why, why such a story? Also a little difficult to understand. What about David and Bathsheba as well? If you know, the Lord says in, in Shabbos, Kalomer, David, Chot, anyone who says David made him, uh, anyone who says David sinned, ain't no Torah, it's a mistake. It's not true. The whole story works out that David did not do anything wrong as far as the halacha goes. He had, there was a moral obligation to Bathsheba's first husband, Uriachiti, because all of the soldiers would give a, get, give a divorce to their wives before they went to the battle. But still, nevertheless, nothing halacha was broken. Again, a difficult story to understand that happens over there. And also, and one more, uh, the father of David, Yishai, also, there were those who were saying by Yishai that he can't marry a Jewish woman because he's from Moab. Moab, the people weren't supposed to marry into the Jewish people. And therefore, he married a... Uh, a uh, he divorced his wife, and he married a... Um, um, uh, a a uh, emancipated maidservant who was freed, and that would be allowed to, he'd be allowed to marry such a woman. At the last minute, his wife switched places with this woman, and he was with his own wife. When David was born, David Amalek, for the first many years of his life, they thought he was a mamzer, or at least a, a, uh, a, a, a not a real Ben Yisrael. It wasn't until much later that the truth was discovered, and David Amalek himself was questioned whether he was fit or not to be the Melech, even after he was the king. They said he was from Moab, and they started to question him. So all of these difficult stories, all to bring about Mashiach. Again, the question still needs to be answered, why? Why would Hashem cause um, such an important uh, lineage, such an important union to come from very difficult to understand stories? Yehuda and Tamar, um, Lot and his daughters, Rus and Boaz, Yishai and his wife, and David and Bathsheba. How come? What is it all about? So the the point is that I've heard was that sometimes when the satan when when something great is about to come into the world, the satan wants to stop it and trip it up, and therefore you want to sort of hide it that the satan shouldn't notice it, so to speak. Well, how we understand why Hashem needs it—that's a different subject. But it's like a marshal 
If someone hears that there are thieves, there are robbers in his neighborhood, going from house to house, stealing everything, he wants to hide his valuables and make sure they don't take it. He will not hide them in the break front, or in a drawer, or in his pocket. He will hide them, actually, in the bottom of the garbage can, in a place where they would never even think of looking, a very place which is, which is uh, uh, disgusting, and a place where they would never even think of going to look for his valuables. Likewise, Hashem wanted to hide this, hide this great family, this great Nishamas were coming into the world. Where do you hide them? He hid them in these difficult to understand stories. Every single story, without exception, without any exception, every single story could be explained that there was definitely nothing going at all. Not David and Bathsheba, not Lorton and daughters. They thought that the world was destroyed. It was before Matan Torah, Rus and Boaz, Yishai and his wife, Yehuda and Tamar, of course, as well. All 100% legitimate and yet hard to understand. So, look at all this. We just have to realize that sometimes, maybe, we see something in the world that doesn't look the way we would like it to look. And we think we know what's going on. We think we understand. But you never know what Hashem is bringing about. You never know. I'm not recommending that Nuchas Shalom do things that are... Um, are, are uh, questionable or don't look right. A person always should be careful to look correct and right in the eyes of all people. Never ever do things that will cause people to suspect you. But nevertheless, these, all these cases, these people didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. Hashem geared it that way. Hashem caused them to meet and that's the way it came out, the stories. And uh, again, the Ishe Tanakh was talking about Tamar, Tamar, the daughter-in-law of Yehuda, who did a noble act. She acted with Ruach HaKodesh. She acted uh, based on the direction of Hashem. And when she was uh, pregnant, she was actually going around saying that she's married, that she's she's carrying kings inside her. She would tell everyone, I'm carrying kings, kings and future leaders and redeemers inside me. And when she was almost killed, uh, she said she took out the uh, the the three symbols from that Yehuda gave her, and lastly, if I could mention yet, Yehuda who came out shining, Yehuda, she almost was killed for being mizana for 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 being immoral, and yet in the end, Yehuda was the one who saw the the three signs and said they're mine, and got up and said Tzadka mi many, she's more righteous than me. Or the way you can read it is Tzadka. She is more righteous. Me, many. It's for me. These children are for me, and she is innocent, and she was saved. That is the end. That is a Tamar Yudkor, the law of Yehuda.